You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's break down the game, go around the league with a good friend of the program, DJ Shockley, the former Falcons quarterback. DJ, as always, we appreciate the time. Many teams lose on the road at Gillette Stadium. Patriots are the reigning world champs, but what concerns you the most about how the Falcons lost last night? You know, I think it's still, I think it's still similar to some of the stuff that have hurt you in the last two or three games. And whether it's the missed tackles, whether it's the turnovers, lucky enough you didn't have any turnovers in this ball game. but uh, the lack of execution in key moments was big in this ball game. Uh, I thought on both sides of the ball, the Falcons struggled really, really badly on third down. In the first half, the offense was over on third down, over six, I believe it was, on third down. And defensively, they had a tons of third and long situations. There was a even a third of 16 one time in this ball game, and they converted for 19 yards. There was a, a chance for you to get off the field with the interception and you get the personal foul with the, with the late hit by Adrian Claiborne. Just the little things like that that add up in the ball game. And like you just mentioned, you're going to Foxborough. You're going to a place where New England hardly ever loses a ball game. I know they lost a couple this season, but it's a tough place to play. Big-time game, spotlight, national. Everybody's looking at it. It's a Super Bowl rematch, and you just to show up in those key spots. And definitely when you hurt yourself, it's uh, much harder to win in a place like Foxborough. You mentioned how the team struggled on third down. Um, DJ, it was 2-9 and nine on third down. Uh, this is what I will yep. say. If you go back and you look at this schedule of this football team, and you and I have had myself, all of us uh, on this show, we've talked about this team and how they've gotten away with a few games. And in particular, let's talk about, talk about week one. Uh, it was a couple throws in the end zone. If they make the throws against Chicago – uh, this team yep. wins. We get a call. That was a very close call where Golden Tate knee touched the ground simultaneously as the ball was crossing the line. It favored the call to the ref saying it wasn't a touchdown. Right now, you're looking at a team that could have easily been one in five. As crazy mm-hmm. as it sounds. They beat yeah. Green Bay handily, of course. That was a good game. They beat Green Bay. But if you really look at this, for me, as I mentioned to you before, they can't finish. And last but not least, they're missing throws in the end zone and in areas where Sanu and also Jones, Julio Jones, those balls would have been caught any other time, but they're missing each other by a yard or two. What's the issue? Is it Sarkeesian and some people trying to lend themselves to think that's the reason? Or this team and these players are just not converting when needing to? You know what? I think it's a little bit of both. I think the blame can be equally on the play call as well as the guys on the field. And we know that's kind of how everything works, you know, in this day and age of, you know, you have to execute the plays that are given. But I still think there are times where this offense doesn't look anything similar to what it looked like last year. And coming in, there was all the talk. Sarkeesian was going to keep everything the same. They were going to try to run sort of the same stuff. And they wanted to stretch the field more. They're lacking in that now. They're lacking in that big play capabilities right now. They don't have many explosive plays. And coming into this New England game, New England that gave up 26 passes of 20 yards or more throughout the season, where they only gave up 44 last year, and the Falcons weren't able to, to, to get any of those big plays going in this ball game. It, 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 and I look back on it, and I watched some of the tape on, on the Falcons, and just the creativity is not there as it was last year. Obviously, I think Sarkis is still trying to find how to use all these different weapons. They're talented enough where they should be able to turn this around, but right now, I don't think the continuity is there right now, especially offensively, to score all these points and make the, the right decisions. Even, you know, Matt has looked like he struggled some at times, missing guys like you mentioned, 
missing throws, missing some plays where you thought he should uh, make them. So it's it's just one of those things that this team is going to have to find a way to fight through it. And right now, they're in a tough stretch. And right now, the only people who are really believing them is the guy that's inside that locker room. And they got to find a way to come out of it. They play the game next week, and the Jets, who have played everybody tough, it's going to be they gave the game away to Miami last last weekend. So the Jets are not going to look down on the Falcons. They're going to say, hey, this is a team that lost three straight. We got a chance to get us a win. So they got to find a way to regroup, and they got to do it fast. Taking you around the league with DJ Shockley, the former Falcons quarterback. DJ, how much you buying the Saints? If people can talk about the. Good fortune of matching up with Brett Hundley in his starting debut. He had less than 90 passing yards. Still, New Orleans, four consecutive wins. Sprinkled in there, their first shutout over Miami since 2012. Are the Saints legit in your view? I still want to see more of the Saints. Uh, obviously, when you have Drew Brees, he's going to be a guy that's going to keep it every game. I know he threw a couple of picks early in that ball game, but he bounced back. The, the big surprise for me has been the Saints' defense. They've been able... To, to create some turnover. They've been able to get after some people. Uh, they've been aggressive in, in the front end of, of their defense. And I think that's the real difference for the New Orleans Saints right now. I still want to see what happens, you know, a little bit down the road and once they really get into division play. And that's really going to be the story of, of the season for them. But right now, uh, I don't know why you can't buy them because they're just winning games. And when everybody else around the league is not doing it, they're the top of the division right now and playing well. So, if they can continue on that, they would be the surprise team in the NFC South for sure when everybody thought they would be at the bottom of the NFC South and those other teams are the ones who are bringing up the rear right now. How much are you buying the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, right now you you see what they've been able to do um, now that they've implemented a running game that's that's given them a chance to really be really, really good. You have T.J. Yeldon, who was a back that actually came in and actually got it done yesterday, going nine rushes, rushes for 122 yards. I mean, it's like Chris Ivory, uh, Leonard Fournette, and now T.J. Yeldon, who's been there for some time, finally getting his daylight uh, to be able to run a rock. Blake Bortles, he went out 18 of 26, threw one touchdown, put up 330 yards against the Indianapolis Colts team, but because he's been so ineffective over the years, can't you say at some point in time it's confidence with the 10 sacks they got on defense, the running game playing as well as they have been all year, and now he's kind of finding his way, do you think he gets confidence as time as, as the year goes on and end up being a better team in the AFC South? Well, if they want to be that team, he has to be the difference. And for all those things you mentioned defensively after the, after the last couple of years, all the money that they have spent on the defensive side of the ball to get those type of players over there, to compete, not just in the NFC South, but around the entire league, they're about due for that. And you knew it was only a matter of time before that defense got rolling and they were playing at a higher level. And now you add what you just mentioned, the run game with Blake Bortles, and then you add some consistency with Blake Bortles. Then you have a chance to really be competitive. Then you have a chance to show people why this is not just one of those teams that was a franchise a long time ago and they're not good anymore. This is a team that can be really, really a special if Blake Bortles continues to play with the same consistency he played with on yesterday. Now, if that happens, you continue the run game, you continue to develop Leonard Fournette, you continue to develop defensively, turn the football over. That secondary is a ball-hogging secondary. They get after you up front, like you mentioned, with the sacks. This could be a very dangerous Jacksonville team, and people will have to be aware of what this team is about. But it all depends on Blake Bortles staying consistent for 16 games and not having those lapses that we've seen where he goes out and throws two, three, four picks a game 
and then they're back to square one. And DJ, because I've been picking the Jaguars each of the last five years to make noise and been burned, I have to point out. For the record, Bortles did lose a fumble in Indy because that's what he does. He's a turnover machine. Let me get you to Tampa Bay. I may or may not have selected them to go to the playoffs this year. I don't remember. I was all in with the Buccaneers. They're 2-4. and four. What was your outlook coming into the year? And, yes, they played well in defeat, lost in the final seconds at Buffalo. I guess we should be talking more about what's working for Tyrod Taylor. We can get there if you want. But what's the issue for Tampa Bay? Because think about all the splashy moves they made in the offseason, adding talented right. players like Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, B. Well, I was with you. I was on the same bandwagon. I mean, you look at how they ended the year last year. You, know, you talk about a very confident day with Winston. You watch the hard knocks and you see – how competitive he is. You see how hard they work in practice, the leaders that they have on that team. You say this is a team that looks like they're destined to go and play some good football this year. It just hasn't happened for them. And James Winston is one of those quarterbacks that continues uh, to get better. He played really well, I thought, uh, yesterday. Their defense has been a little up and down uh, throughout this season, but I still think this is a good Tampa Bay team. And they're another team similar to the Falcons who – once they get into division play, I think that's really it really matters. And you talk about what Tyrod Taylor's done. He's done nothing but just not turn the football over. He's been consistent. He's made plays for him. He's yeah, he's the guy who everybody thought about was not going to be throwing the football down the field. And he's the one stretching the field. He's making plays with his legs. He has been a dependable player for Buffalo, and we know how good their defense is. So you add that with a quarterback who's consistent week in and week out, and it's not just a manager. He's going to make plays for you. That makes a very good Buffalo team. So that's a very good team uh, that they were playing against. But I, I still expect Tampa to make a run here and, and really pull together, too, because just like Atlanta, they got tons of talent on that offense. They got tons of talent on that team. You eventually think Dirk Cutter and his staff will find a way to get this Tampa Bay team rolling. When teams lose the Super Bowl, you've heard the narrative. Uh, you've heard the theory that there is a such thing that's called the Super Bowl hangover. Do you think mm-hmm. this team make it back to the playoffs? They have the Jets, who we know can play good football on any given Sunday because that's right. what they've been doing very uh, in a very sneaky way. Uh, then you have Carolina, Dallas, Seattle, Tampa, Minnesota. You know the schedule. Do they have mm-hmm. enough in the tank with all that talent to be able to make a credible run to make it to the playoffs? Quarter, I, I really do. I, I believe they do simply because – I said it a couple times already. They haven't even got into division play, and I think it's going to come down to division play. And you, obviously, you haven't played well against the AFC right now. Three out of your last four games, you, you lost to them, and you got the Jets who you ended with. But for the rest of the year, you're going to be playing AFC opponents, and then at the end of the year, I believe it's four out of five. Your last game versus the NFC South opponents, you win your division, you have a chance. And I still believe. They are so talented on both sides of the football. They will find a way to get this moving. And if anybody knows Dan Quinn, you know he's a guy who they have what's called Truth Mondays. And they get in front of the entire uh, team, and they point out every single thing wrong, and everybody is held accountable. And this is what this team needs. So to look in the mirror, Gordon, you've been this spot before, look in the mirror and say, hey, you have to be better. we got to find a way to be better. Right now it's crunch time, and I believe Coach Quinn will have these guys uh, playing at a, a better uh, level, uh, especially down the road now, especially going into the Jets. You, you got Carolina after that. But this is a team that I know will get it together with the leadership they have and with the tons of talent they have in the leadership on the top end with Coach Quinn all the way down. They're finding a way to get it done. DJ, I do not believe in personal accountability, so I took all the mirrors out of my apartment. I just walk around in the <laughs> dark and feel very good about myself, man. 
Don't do that, man. You got you got to take responsibility for it, baby. No, man. Come on. I have a stylist. They brush my hair for me. <laughs> DJ, enjoy your week. We'll chat with you next Monday on the NFL on TuneIn. All right, fellas. You'll be good. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.